Siddhis Trivargiki Yataha Siddhis Trivargiki Yataha You did that very easily, I can figure it out. Eshateham Vidhasyami Eshateham Vidhasyami Priyang Bhiru Yad Ichchasi Priyang Bhiru Yad Ichchasi Tasya Kaman Naka Kuryat Siddhis Trai Vargiki Yataha Siddhis Trai Vargiki Yataha Eshateham Vidhasyami Eshateham Vidhasyami Priyang Bhiru Yad Ichchasi Priyang Bhiru Yad Ichchasi Tasya Kaman Naka Kuryat Tasya Kaman Naka Kuryat Siddhis Trai Vargiki Yataha Siddhis Trai Vargiki Yataha Eshatehambhidhasyami Eshatehambhidhasyami Priyam just a little word about the etiquette on this. Um, you let the senior most people, senior more people chant first if they want to. You know, so that's, that's the etiquette. If we don't talk about this, People here will go to another temple and they'll step out of etiquette and people say, oh, where are they from? Oh, they're from Tucson. They don't know anything, you know. <laughs> so, you, you know, you, you have to let Atula, if he wants to chant, you have to let him go first. Yeah, he's second initiated and he's a powerful Brahmana yogi. <laughs> Huh. Oh yeah, I mean we don't see each other different. We're we're just kind of like a group here. But for the etiquette purposes, we should know this. You know, there other times there'll be sannyasis here, or who who knows who's going to be here, and we want to yeah. do things properly. And they'll they'll know. Oh, these people are nice, nice devotees are nicely trained, so they'll. I would never so get we, chance in sometime in temple in Kathmandu. Uh -huh. we, we never get a chance to chant the verse. <laughs> so that's good. You, you get to play the drum and chant the verses and lead the holy things. <laughs> Chris, see how Krishna has reciprocated with your desires, sincere desires. To... That's so good too because people, 
devotees need to expand, you know, we don't stay stuck. You know, we need to grow and be able to do things. And so that's nice that you could come here and do these things. Have no idea what the Kathmandu temples like. I mean, are there a lot of senior people there, or are they just like keeping you down or something? <laughs> huh? No. No. <laughs> Very nice temple. Yeah. Nice this is going out of the internet, so we have. To... <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe listening people. There's a lot of there. people listening from Kathmandu right now. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> really? Yeah. No. Okay, so transliterations or meanings? Asha. Asha. This. This. Te. Te. Your request. Your request. Aham. Aham. I. Vidhasyami. Vidhasyami. Shall execute. Shall execute. Priyam. Priyam. Very dear. Very dear. Bhiru. Bhiru. O afflicted one. O afflicted one. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. What? what? It's just see. You are desiring. You are desiring. Tasha. Tasha. Her. Her. Common. Common. Desires. Desires. Na. Na. Not. Not. Ka. Who? Kuryat would perform. Would perform. Siddhi. Siddhi. Perfection of liberation. Perfection of liberation. Tribargiki. Tribargiki. Three. Three. Yataha. Yataha. From whom? From whom? Translation. O afflicted one, I shall forthwith gratify whatever desire is dear to you. For who else but you is the source of the three perfections of liberation? Please repeat, O afflicted one. O afflicted one. I shall forthwith gratify. I shall forthwith gratify whatever desire is dear to you. Whatever desire is dear to you. For who else but you? But for who else but you is the source of the three perfections? Is the source of the three perfections of liberation. Of liberation. Purport. The three perfections of liberation are religiosity, economic development, and sense gratification. For a conditioned soul. The wife is considered to be the source of liberation because she offers her service to the husband for his ultimate liberation. Conditioned material existence is based on sense gratification, and if someone has the good fortune to get a good wife, he is helped by the wife in all respects. If one is disturbed in his conditional life, he becomes more and more entangled in material contamination. A faithful wife is supposed to cooperate with her husband in fulfilling all material desires so that he can then become comfortable and execute spiritual activities for the perfection of life. If, however, the husband is progressive in spiritual advancement, the wife undoubtedly shares in his activities. And thus both the wife and the husband profit in spiritual perfection. It is essential, therefore, that girls as well as boys be trained to discharge spiritual duties so that at the time of cooperation both will be benefited. The training of the boy is brahmacharya, and the training of the girl is chastity. A faithful wife and spiritually trained brahmachari, a faithful wife and spiritually trained brahmachari, are a good combination for advancement of the human mission. The human mission. Jai. I was born in the darkness of ignorance of spiritual master Sri Prabhupada is opening my eyes with the torchlight of knowledge I offer my respectful obeisance unto him and all the members of Sri Parampada. Eshate hum vidhasyami priyam bhiru yadishchasi tashyakaman nakash kuryat siddhistrai bargiki yataha O afflicted one, I shall forthwith gratify whatever desire is dear to you. For who else but you is the source of the three perfections of liberation? Purport here has something that I was kind of always fascinated with. Well, Vedic culture in, in general is so fascinating. It's the only perfect system that was ever invented, ever carried out on the face of the earth as far as I know. But this, this, uh, you know, the cooperation on all different levels, so that things 
progress for everyone. Everyone has a chance to go back to God and come get out of this. You know, they have the understanding this is a prison house. It's not a place for us to come and enjoy life. It was pointed out in the uh, Sri Bhaktisiddhanta Bhai Baba that Is that where I heard this? The, the, the sort of the attitude in, the, in we, we could say, Christianity is that this, the, the Lord created, God created this place for us to enjoy. And uh, he's kind of like a cosmic order supplier that Bhaktisiddhanta described that, that this is the view that in Christianity they have kind of a hazy gratitude towards a like vaguely defined cosmic order supplier. And this world is created for us to, you know, enjoy. Even I used to see the little, uh, what do they call it? The witnesses, what are they? Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh yeah, Jehovah's Witnesses. They have these little watchtower tracks. And they always have a utopian picture on the back of, of you know, beautiful life and animals and people and flowers and birds flying and, you know, that's, that's their view of heaven, heaven on earth. So, but anyway, the, the Vedic idea is that this place is not our home and that if we cooperate under the system that's outlined in the scriptures, then everyone has a chance to get out and not suffer anymore. So the, the cooperation between husband and wife if the husband executes spiritual activities, then the wife benefits and she also goes, whatever advancement he makes, and, and if he goes back to Godhead, she was back there, she, he couldn't have done it without her. You know, she's cooking for him, she's taking care of the children, so he doesn't have to deal with each little thing that comes along with the children. And uh, doing so many things that, that uh, you know, he would have to be concerned with. and get entangled with, you know, daily to take his mind off of his spiritual practices. But that's just amazing that Krishna has arranged it like that, that, that she also gets the benefit. That only makes sense, of course. But um, so these two people we see here, I was just trying to meditate a little bit on Kashyap Muni and, and his wife, Diti. Kashyap Muni married 13 of the daughters of Daksha, King Daksha, who is apparently an elevated soul. You know, we read the Bhagavatam, you'll see things about him that he's not a pure devotee. And the Munis, Prashila Prabhupada told us that Munis, Kashyap Muni, they are, they're also not exactly pure devotees. They are a lot of times trying to um, speculate and, and outdo other Moonies. That's what Moonies, you know, they argue and they have, one of them wants to have a better, so it's described in the scriptures that way also. Um, there's that verse. Um, so anyway, also, um, the verse about Moonies? Uh, just the Tarko Pratishta Shrutiyo Vibhina, you know, yeah, the, the well, Munis. Yeah, that's where Prabhupada explained that. Um, also, we see, you know, what somebody's, we've talked about this before, that somebody's spiritual advancement can be seen when that things come down to some thing that just pops up out of the blue, which tests a person's real spiritual advancement. Radhana Swami made a statement in San Diego that I was trying to remember, but I thought I would always remember when he said it. But it was something to the effect that the, the, the proof of spiritual advancement is how one reacts in, in uh, provoking circumstances, something like that. So, you know, we get insulted or um, that's a big one that I've seen. As I've said before, uh, we, we had this guy that stood in front of Mother Sandamani one day and was insulting him because we finally had to tell him, you can't come here anymore. He was, actually he was a neighborhood thief and drug addict. And he was coming here and doing just, you know, 
but he but he was also a little bit kind of pitiful so we we uh even though he was a rascal and we could see that he was all dressed in black and he looked terrible and our guests were all there and you know we thought we have to do something but he was kind of a little bit pitiful and humble and saying you know i didn't used to always be like this i worked and everything and then i just things fell apart and now i'm just terrible shape so mother's and he felt a little bad and okay you come here but you have to take your prasadam out there and behave and you know we tried it for a while but then just it didn't work out you know we, we kind of almost knew but so one day the police came and they looked in his backpack he had all this equipment for breaking in houses and all this paraphernalia and the police were just you know, we know what this is you know but uh, he just at the at the last he just like cussed Mother Sandami right in the face and she just kind of you know she knew she had done everything she could and she just like was unmoved and you know just like I'm sure she's in her forty years as a devotee because <laughs> I said to or just why I said you know well that's, that was pretty amazing you know that Mother Sandami could do that and you're just why I was here and she he said. <laughs> Lots of practice, Prabhu. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> thought, yeah, that's probably right, and uh, that probably explains a lot of it here. But spiritual practice too, so you can see how elevated someone is, how they behave when 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 the moment comes for spiritual advancement, because we can be spiritually advanced when things are going good. I mean, we've said this many times, it's no problem, you know, we can, yes, I'm, I'm a very nice devotee when things are going good, but then somebody insults you or, or this, the wife, he's a Muni, he's, a, he's doing spiritual practices, he's supposed to be in the mode of goodness, he's supposed to protect his wife, and in other words, protect his other wives also from irreligious things going on in his house and his children, his other wives have children. But so his wife wants to do this thing that everybody in that culture knows is not right probably, especially Brahmins people in the mode of goodness. This is not right. She gets some whimsical thing. He says, no, we have to do it. We have to do this. And he can't tell her no. He says, well, okay. <laughs> if you insist, because you're, actually I couldn't do anything without you. You know, you're the mother of liberation here. You're so uh, anyway, so uh, this Diti, I was thinking, you know, he, he got 13 wives from, now what are the chances out of 13 young girls that you get that one of them might be a little, what do you call it? Um, um, what do you call it when somebody's quirky or something like that, a little bit, off the straight so um, and I was going to look in the uh, chapter in Bhagavad Gita there's so many verses in Bhagavad Gita that could be brought up in this you know in connection with all this the many verses in the 16th chapter of the divine and demoniac natures and this whole uh, pastime is going to lead to the birth of demoniac Personality, so these are demoniac um, symptoms or char characteristics that are being shown here. Symptoms of a demoniac mentality. One thing I also thought of was that um, Kirtan Prabhu pointed this out, nice, out nicely once before when one of our members was asking us here in the Bhagavatam class, should I commit suicide? What should I do? Kirtan Prabhu nicely pointed out that it's not our body. We're not the owners of our body. This is a misconception that's, you know, part of a conditioned life that, that this body belongs to me, but actually it doesn't. Just like an apartment, we're occupying the body just like someone occupies an apartment. You can't just treat the apartment any way you want to, much less destroy the thing. If, you've rent, if you're paying rent and living in some place and you get unhappy with it, you can't just decide to destroy Well, I'm going to leave this apartment and I don't like it, I'm going to just destroy it. Then you're a criminal. So, uh, 
Um, so the body is like that also. And uh, so verses in the 16th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, like uh, the one I think it's the next to last verse in that chapter says, Yak Shastra Vidhim Utsrucha Vartate Kamakarna What's that? No, what word? Nasasidim Avapnoti Nasukam Nakama Naparam Naparam Gatim. Yeah. So, uh, one who disregards the scriptural injunctions and behaves whimsically can attain neither perfection nor happiness nor the supreme goal of life. Something like that. So this girl, she apparently maybe knows that, but she she's now hot and bothered and she can't control herself. Um, so, but Kashyap Muni should know these things. She's telling him, you will be happy if we do this. But he should know, it says in the Bhagavad Gita, everybody in India is supposed to know the Bhagavad Gita, the, the pious Indian people. You cannot attain what is that? What are the three in that verse? By acting whimsically and disregarding scriptural injunctions, we just said it. One cannot attain three things. Perfection. Perfection. Peace. Well, that's true, but <laughs> it's not the three in there. Happiness. Happiness or the supreme goal of life. Yeah, those three. Perfection, happiness, or the supreme goal of life. Um, also, according to the Bhagavad Gita, this is not controlling oneself is motive is ignorance. We have those nice that nice list of verses in the thirteenth chapter, eight through twelve that that says what is knowledge and what is ignorance. So some of those are definitely violated in this instance here. These are the Amanatwama Dambitum Ahimsa Shantya Rajavam, Acharya Pasam Shocham Staryam Atman Vigraha. Staryam means steadfastness, Atman Vigraha. Anybody know what that means? Self control. Atmas. Atmas the self, Vinigraha, control. These are items of knowledge. Someone who who has knowledge or claims to have knowledge has to have these things. Steadfastness, self control. Envy arteshu vairagyam. Envious are the senses. Vairagyam means renunciation, of course. And uh, arteshu means in the matter of the senses, renunciation. What else did, was violated here, we could say, in this list of... Um, going on down in the verses, nityam cha samachitatvam Ishtanishto papatishu. So, Srila uh, Prabhupada translates that is to, into uh, even mindedness amid pleasant and unpleasant events, constant and unalloyed devotion to me. Even mindedness amid, you know, Ditti thinks, oh, this is very unpleasant for me. My sisters all have children. I also must have children, and I have, have them right now. So we can see by this list we're talking about, you know, an ignorant attitude and, uh, you know, unsteadiness of mind. And what's going to be the result of all this? This momentary or this, this uh, you know, these deviations from, from the scripture, what's going to be, you all know the, what's going to take place in this story? Do you know? Yeah, the... Diti. The... She gives birth to. She gives birth to the demon that, that uh, Krishna. Yeah. Krishna came, so. Well. Yeah. Lord yeah. Krishna is Lord Nishingadev. Yeah. So the the greatest demons in the world are going to come from this, you know, this unsteadiness and this, you know, allowing. Um, 
scriptural regulations to be violated. And so many people think, how many people are going to... I was thinking of this uh, when I came to the Hare Krishna temple in the beginning. I thought of, or I heard, maybe I'd heard this before, maybe everyone's heard it, but when a, they say when a, a blade of grass moves somewhere in Brazil, that a, a storm is created somewhere and as a result in Alaska or somewhere like that. In other words, every little little thing matters in our world, every little movement. You know, it can have tremendous results somewhere far away. Called the butterfly effect. Oh. Butterfly flaps his wings. Oh. One place and there's a storm. Storm somewhere else. Called yeah. Butterfly yeah. So we can say, see, this ties in with how, you know, the, the universe is being, it's said that there are 23 million demigods or something like that. 33 million demigods. Everything is being controlled. We think we're in control of our body, like, like you just blinked your eyes. I saw you. That's being controlled by a demigod. We don't know it, but according to Srila Prabhupada, even the blinking of the eyes. So, um, you know, everything has to be controlled. So, this is another viewpoint in this story is that, well, if that's true, then Krishna is controlling deities, you know, behavior. So he must want, want this to happen. Well, that's also true. What, what else happens in, the, in this whole story? Like I was going to say, a lot of people are going to suffer from this indiscretion here. You know, it, this, this uh, one part of the story is that uh, Hiranyakashipu is born. He wants to be this powerful, he's this powerful demon, so he creates, he does these austerities. And so much heat, it says, are, is, comes from his body as he's sitting in, or is in meditation. It disturbs all the upper planets, the demigods in the heavenly planets. They're driven out of their homes by the heat and the flames that are going all through the universe just because of this demon, his, his austerities. So it's going to affect a lot of people who are going to, going to uh, you know, and why was I talking about that? But it's, the, it's Krishna's arrangement. And what's a, what's a good... Krishna can do anything, even with a terrible situation. So what's going to happen? Eventually, his devotee is going to be glorified. Prahlad Maharaj, that's what I was... I know you can't read my mind, so... But that's, you know... That's the story we get. Um, what else? Some of these verses in the, the, we quoted the one, the end of chapter 16, Bhagavad Gita. But just listen to one of these verses here in the beginning. As, you know, thinking of this uh, verse that we're on today. Text 7 in the chapter 16 of Bhagavad Gita. Does anybody have any comments or corrections? or Otherwise, I'll go on. Not yet? So text, text 7 in chapter 16, those who are demoniac do not know what is to be done and what is not to be done. Neither cleanliness nor proper behavior nor truth is found in them. So as for behavior, there are many rules and regulations guiding human behavior, Srila Prabhupada says, such as the Manu Samhita, which is the law of, for, of the human race. Even up to today, those who are Hindu follow the Brahma Samhita. Laws of inheritance and other legalities are derived from this book. Now, in the, in the, in the Manu Samhita, it is clearly stated that a woman should not be given freedom. That does not mean that women are to be kept as slaves, but they are like children. I'm not talking about devotee women here. There's a distinction. Once you become a devotee, yep. This is transcendental behavior, but for normal conditioned people who are not following rules and regulations or practicing devotional service, it says here they're like children, in a way, in a sense. Of course, it's also said that, that the women are mothers and they are the most exalted people in society. They're even more important than brahmanas, I've read. Why? Because they, they instruct the children. They give the children a foundation by which we can have a society to build on. I mean, if the mothers don't do their job properly, everything is going to be trouble. How can you uh, 
you know, I was thinking, how can you build nice children? You, so you have children, you send them to be brahmacharis or trained as nice mothers later on, but if they don't have the proper foundation, you can't build on that. So the mother is super important. Even though it says here, the women are like children, they're also mothers. So, um, children are not given freedom, but that does not mean that they are kept as slaves. The demons have now neglected such injunctions and they think that women should be given as much freedom as men. However, this, is not improved. this has not improved the social condition of the world. Actually, women should be given protection at every stage of life. I was just thinking, this is if Kashyap Muni could have this attitude. I'm here, I'm supposed to protect my wife. She's now being disturbed, having problems. This could affect everyone, all of us. Um, this is not right. So he has to protect the wife. You have to, have to know your duty here. Shri <laughs> Prabhupada kind of brings that out. She should be given protection by the father in her younger days, by the husband in her, in her youth, and by the grown-up sons in her old age. This is proper social behavior according to the Manu Sangita. Modern education has artificially devised a puffed-up concept of womanly life. Therefore, marriage is practically now an imagination in human society. Boy, isn't that true? Nor is the moral condition of, of woman very good now. The demons, therefore, do not accept any instruction which is good for society. And because they do not follow the experience of great sages and the rules and regulations laid down by the sages, the social condition of the demoniac people is very miserable. This is another thing to realize about scriptural injunctions. They are without defect of the of conditioned life, you know, illusion, mistakes, cheating. Um, what's, what's the other one? Imperfect senses. Illusion. And they're held by the sages and all the acharyas. Um, you know, uphold these Shastra. This is what Shastra is. It's not something of the material world. So this is also a consideration, you know. Um, there's also at the end of chapter 8, this wonderful verse. It's inspiring because it tells how um, actually devotional service is, is the answer to all problems of life. Everything can be solved in one, one stroke if people will engage in devotional service seriously under the you know, guidance of a superior person. And uh, so the verse, this is a nice verse, I always wanted to be able to remember this, and I never can. But it's 828, Vedishu, Yagishu, Tapishu, Chayu, Danishu, Yat Punya Palam Pradishtam, At Yeti Tatsarmidam Viditpa, Yogi Param Stanam Upaiti Chajan. A person who accepts the path of devotional service is not bereft of the results derived from studying the Vedas performing austere sacrifices, giving charity, or pursuing philosophical or fruitive activities. Simply by performing devotional service, he attains all these, and at the end, he reaches the supreme eternal abode. So Diti Mataji has fallen off of her, <laughs> fallen off of her devotional service at the moment. She is not... Um, meditating at the lotus feet of Lord Krishna in her demands, her tantrum. And um, so the, the um, purport here has so many nice comments that could be said to apply to the things that are being discussed in the verse in the purport. Actually, it's, I'll just read it starts, this verse is a summation of the seventh and eighth chapters which particularly deal with Krishna consciousness and devotional service. One has to study the Vedas under the guidance of the spiritual master and undergo many austerities and penances while living under his care. A brahmachari has to live in the home of the spiritual master just like a servant. He must beg alms from door to door and bring them to the spiritual master. He takes food only under the master's order and if the master neglects to call the student for food that day, the student fasts. These are some of the Vedic principles for observing brahmacharya. 
Um, after the student studies the Vedas under, under the master for a period of 5 to 25 to 20 years, 5 to 20 years, he may become a man of perfect character. Study of the Vedas is not meant for the recreation of armchair speculators, but for the formation of character. So this is a test, you know. The character of the person is the, you know, test. Do you, are you studying the Vedas? Have you studied the Vedas? Do you say you've read the Vedas and you're living a spiritual life, but what is your character? After this training, the brahmacharya is allowed to enter into household life and marry. When he is a householder, he has performed many sacrifices so that he may achieve further enlightenment. He must also give charity according to the country, time, and candidate, discriminating among charity and goodness, and passion and ignorance, as described in Bhagavad Gita. Um, and after retiring from household life, he accepts Vanapras and undergoes severe penances, living in the forest, dressing in tree bark and not shaving, etc. Finally, sannyas becomes elevated to the perfectional stage of life. Some are then elevated to the heavenly kingdoms, and when they become even more advanced, they are liberated in the spiritual sky, either in the impersonal Brahma Jyoti or in the Vaikuntha planets or Krishna Loka. This is the path outlined by the Vedic literatures. Now, this nice statement that, that I think is so encouraging for us. The beauty of Krishna consciousness, however, is that one, by one stroke, by engaging in devotional service, one can surpass all the rituals of the different orders of life. So, another verse that applies to things here is that um, this Kashyap Muni, most of these munis are on, are on the impersonal platform. You know, like we said, they're not pure devotees at the lotus feet of Lord Krishna. They're more, more often on the impersonal platform. I don't know a lot about Kashyap Muni particularly, but we see that he's not really, he doesn't have the strength of Haridas Thakur. I can say that. <laughs> and um, so there's this verse that the, mm, the demigods said as, as uh, Lord Krishna was being born there in the prison house, says there are other devotees who think themselves liberated. They're liberated in their minds. In their minds they are liberated. But their intelligence is, is not pure. It's impure. Abhishuddha Buddha. Aruhya Krishchena Padam Padam Tata. Aruhya Krishchena means that they perform severe penances and sacrifices. These munis, they do all these religious practices. They may, may be really severe. And they come to a high spiritual platform, but what happens inevitably? If, if one is not interested in the spiritual activities of serving Krishna, at all times, what what is bound to happen? What happens? They fall down. They fall down from their high attainment of spirit. At least this is this prayer of the of the demigods as they they're seeing Lord Krishna and they're saying this. So that's a really nice verse. So this is this is going to happen in uh, these. Amazing demons are going to be. This whole story is, is really far out. It's hard to believe, but it apparently actually happened. It's not uh, folklore or mythology. It's, and it was a lot of suffering. People were so scared, it said that, that even the, the demigods were afraid they would watch Hirani Kashipu and if his eyebrows would take a certain tilt, they were scared. The demigods, they were in that position. They were, he was so frightening, mm. so powerful. He, he uh, took over the whole universe and you know, terrible situation. So, but it's all glorious with Prahlad Maharaj coming there and showing this. Um, anything else? Those are about, I think about all the things I thought of. <clears throat> No comments. I was thinking how nice one of the 
other thing is, uh, I think I was thinking about this because Chaitanya Lila Mataji has been, she's been calling me Hananta Prabhu or something. I don't know if you call me that, but Prabhu, she's been saying this Prabhu a lot now lately. I, I didn't notice that so much before. But I was thinking yesterday, well, you know, things happen, you know, people become purified and they progress and, and then we treat each other more and more with this etiquette and, you know, it's so nice. We have this devotee, you know, vibration going on and people notice it, you know. And this, you know, there was some question in my mind at one point, what, who we should call, refer to as Mataji. Should we also say this to like young girls or, you know, like 12 year old girl or something, are they Mataji? Or, but it was said that, uh, you know, yes, everyone, every person in a female body can be called Mataji. They are mothers, they're, they're little mothers. So, and I was thinking how much the, the things, little etiquette things like this encourage somebody Somebody may not know, somebody who's not around devotees, who's not practicing devotional life, they may, they may wonder, will I ever be a mother? Or, you know, could I be a mother? Could I be like Mother Sandomini someday? And, you know, be, be called a mother, be a real mother. So, but if we call them, if we, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt, little mother, you know, then, then they may think, oh, they have a chance to think, yeah. So I am, you know, it's true, I'm a mother, so I should act like it. If they think that I am, I should act like it. So that may, you know, improve behavior. <laughs> and if Chaitanya Lila Maharaji calls me Prabhu, then I have to straighten up, I better act like it. If she thinks I am, you know, I know I'm not, but she thinks that I have to, <laughs> you have to do something about it. Okay, anybody have any comments or corrections or silence? <laughs> okay, Prabhu. Yeah, Prabhupada would refer to that Chanaka Shlok, the learned person sees all ladies except his wife and his mother. Mm. My practical experience in this kind as it's been evolving, is that uh, that's all and good, and it is well and good, mm. what Chanaka says in the Prabhupada quotes. Uh, is that before I address a lady, mm. I mean, you know, Vaishnavi, uh, I ask them, what, what, what would you like me to call you? Mm. That's a good idea. Because different ladies have different preferences. Yes, I found that out also. <laughs> internally, I can relate to them as a mother, but practically, I better ask them first. Don't call Malati Malati. Thank you. Yes, I've found that too. <laughs> we had those two twin devotees that were here. <laughs> they didn't appreciate it being called Malati. And I was, and, and also people outside. You know, we we say that like, I don't do it very. I don't think, but outside people who don't know, you know, people in the grocery store or somewhere, you, no, you don't, you don't. You need to have to you have to explain the whole. You have to sit down with them and get out the stream at Bhagavatam and explain the whole. No question. But yeah, people we know that are you know maybe you know want to be devotees. Even if they just want to be a devotee, they're coming around eventually. You can encourage them. Yes, you're a you're a devotee. You're a little mother, and the mother's a very important thing for us. So all respects to the mother, and you're. A, Anyway, that's a good idea. That's really good advice. Anyway. I also had experience, what was I doing? I was uh, coordinating a course at, in Mayapur, and, uh, and I left for their final, uh, I forget what the course was even. Anyway, uh, the final was they could pick a topic and uh, present it. Mm. And they would be they would be evaluated on their present the topic, you know, the, the work the relevance of the topic to the course and, and the value of, uh, excuse me, the uh, how well they they support it with uh, Shastra mm. and uh, their their speaking skill. Mm. So a lady, a very bright lady in the class, she presented her topic mm. about the role of women. Mm. Now she's from India. At the same time, she's a very modern Indian. Mm -hmm. you know, she 
not from the village. She's not at all in any traditional native mold. And she would get a very nice presentation, but it was so, what was conspicuous by its absence in the whole thing. And I was the only one, I was the only person, I was waiting for people to, in the critique time to say, to say what I was thinking. She didn't even mention once the, the role of mother <laughs> and, and, as, as, a, as a viable you know, thing. That traditionally the glory of the lady, you know, she can be a mother. Uh, mm. Not necessarily biologically, but very often, and, and be a motherly shelter for everyone. <coughs> so, uh, she took it, but I could tell she wasn't happy about it, because she was trying to counter that. <coughs> right? She was trying to say, a woman can do so much more. She was a <coughs> woman's liver. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, there's another one, I can't just call her Madhiji, you know, because mm -hmm. she would prefer something else. Huh. But it's, it's really a wild world, so you can't, yeah, assume, right. you can't assume anything. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about this kind. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, just... Yeah, right. Just These are things to be considered. Establish a relationship based on what you know, based on respecting their what they want to call Georgie. We're in the women's liberation. And we're in the men's liberation. We want liberation for everyone. For so, equal opportunity liberation. At the same time we have roles in Varnashra, right? But those roles are really calling the question. So, mm. Yeah, to get free, you have to use the role. You have to play the role that you're assigned. Sri Prabhupada really slams the, the modern, it says the modern education has artificially devised a puffed up concept of womanly life. Yeah. Therefore, marriage is practically now an imagination in human society. Nor is the moral condition of woman very good now. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they wrote that in the 60s. Mm. My goodness. It was like 50 years ago. 50 years ago. I think it might just happen. I have a kind of a, like a little bit, it's kind of really close to the approach of straight the group, but a little bit different. Mm. Is that, because sometimes, I mean, generally you can't assume, but sometimes you get the idea that, like someone, like for instance, like say Ram's wife or something. I don't, really, I don't really have to ask her to call her Mataji. She's, no, right. she's just a simple lady like from the village. And, like, we call her Mataji and she's obviously... But one, one way to do it if you're not sure, if they want to be called mother, to try to, 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 try to propagate that culture mm -hmm. of Mataji, mm -hmm. is instead of saying, what do you want to be called? You mm -hmm. can ask them, is it okay if I call you Mataji? If you ask them, is it okay if I call you Mataji? If you're not sure. Well, one way, either way. <laughs> Better that, either well, way. Well, even more, even more what they call non-violent communication is to ask, how should I address you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, it, leave it totally up to them. And that, that's totally neutral. But you don't know. Yeah, Ram's wife, come on. She embodies Mataji, right? Yeah. Yeah. The word, the culture, it's a fit. Another thing I've heard is just popped into my head. Another thing about, from... Indian culture, Vedic culture, you shouldn't call, um, you should just call another man's wife Mataji. You shouldn't, actually you can, I guess you can say her name and Mataji, but to say her name is really bad. And we, we see that, like, like if you just call, say, Tulsi, if you speak to her like that, it doesn't sound good to them. They don't like it. They don't raise that way, and this is American culture. And uh, so we, she's Tulsi Mataji or Mataji. It's better to just, you know, not even say her first name. That's especially for someone like me, a male, you know, to speak that way to someone's wife and from that culture. It's not not done. We can say something. I was thinking too about, um, about the women. How you know, are supposed to protect the men. Are supposed to protect the women. Mm -hmm. But now nowadays it's kind of degraded. Even the, the position of a man. 
because they're not protecting the women, they're more exploiting or abusing them. Mm -hmm. So it's just everything is kind of turned upside down. Upside down. That's right. So the woman doesn't feel as protected. Yes. Right. But they're saying they don't want to be protected. Yeah. I don't need you to protect me. Yeah. You know. They've, they've seen that um, you're not going to protect me anyway. You're yeah. just trying to use me, so I'll, so I don't need you. What a world. Thank yes. you, Srila Prabhupada, for coming when you did and explaining everything to us so nicely. So nicely and sweetly and powerfully. Sign us off. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Lord Premananda. I was just thinking, like, like, for instance, like, I know somebody, I don't think they would mind it, but they are not sold on it. Hope I didn't offend anybody out there. I know I probably did. Nowadays, everyone's offended. So. <laughs> the chances that you offended someone. Yeah, okay, I hope I didn't offend any good. nice devotees. <laughs> no, I don't think you would offend a nice devotee. Like ones in Kathmandu. Yeah, no, no, you're good. But everyone gets offended nowadays, so. It's just the way it is. Especially non devotees. Yeah, no, me They get offended. Uh, but yeah. 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 See, if, if I put a garland on the that's what you do in marriage. I get a little mercy first before I get into my life. You've already done it, so you can do it again. Now you're married again. <laughs> Can you pass me that? Um, yeah. Chaitanya Lila, David Dasi. <laughs> Would you like for me to call you Mati? <laughs> you call me whatever you want. <laughs> I don't know, when I hear Mati, I don't think about mother. I just think you don't, you don't mind? Cool sense you don't mind if you're called Mati? Huh? You don't mind if you're called Mati? No, I don't think, oh, I'm a mom. Like, no, that doesn't <laughs> Okay. What about you? Are you? I don't mind. You don't mind? I don't mind. Okay.